Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Well, in our social conversation, let's welcome Professor Hermut Winkler, who's a professor in physics at the University of Johannesburg. We are speaking about the electricity blackouts, load shedding, eshkom, all the words that you have been using. We are now speaking about it because it seems that it's going to continue for the next five years. We are not going to get any rest. I've got a feeling it might get worse. But Prof. Winkler is going to be giving us more insight on this, and you can join in. How's your frustration? A team is a dock where you are. How many times have we had load shedding today? Let me know. 0614104107. I make light of it, but what can we do? Professor Winkler, thank you for joining us. Good evening. Oh, good evening. Oh, man, I've had load shedding twice today. And yeah. uh, and it's always at the most awkward times, right? Um, it's early in the morning when the kids are getting ready to go to school and uh, as I need to put them into bed and, and then I need to put the lamps on because they, they don't want to sleep in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> so it takes a bit longer for them to go to bed while I'm here. Um, well, I'm preparing to come to work, you know, and I know it's dark right now in my house, but at least those lamps are on. So it's quite frustrating. It's yeah, quite frustrating. It so you're anticipating that this is going to continue? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I, I mean, not in, not all in one go. I, 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 would, I would imagine that uh, uh, in the course of the next few days, hopefully, uh, this current wave of load shedding is going to come to an end. But I, I have no doubt that uh, it's going to hit us again and again uh, throughout not just the next year, but probably for the next three, maybe five years. And the reason I'm saying this is, is simply that uh, the... Uh, the problem at the moment is uh, the coal uh, power stations, which are all old and all breaking down. More than half of uh, the coal power stations are not uh, functioning at the moment, and that's really what's causing the problem. Uh, South Africa is heavily uh, dependent on coal at, uh, right now for its electricity supply, and that's all fine as long as the plants are, are, are not breaking down. But uh, Unfortunately, it, it's like with uh, with a car. Uh, when uh, once a car starts getting older, especially if it hasn't been run or has been run too uh, excessively, uh, it's going to uh, get to a stage where it's just going to get break down more and more. And uh, uh, fixing it is not really an option. It's 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 like trying to, uh, you know, you, you can try and change an engine, but that's it, it, that's really uh, probably years of work. Um, in, in a case of a power station, um, and just doing the little bits and, 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 and fixes, well, yes, it will keep your car running for another few months, but then invariably something else happens again. And that's the stage we're in uh, right now. Uh, these coal power plants were supposed to, most of them were, uh, were supposed to have been brought to the end of their retirement, to the end of their life in the coming uh, 10 years or so. Uh, some of them uh, were supposed to have been closed a while ago, um, and uh, but that hasn't happened simply because there's been nothing to uh, to replace that capacity, and that's where the the real problem uh, lies. That's where uh, the country needs to uh, do something, and unfortunately, again, there's no quick uh, fix to that either. The quickest one has, uh, the thing one can come up with, it, it is really to build. Uh, either solar plants or wind plants, and that typically takes two and a half years from the moment you are making the announcement that you would like to build those until you can finally 
uh, draw electricity. So until that happens, uh, it's, uh, we are stuck in, 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 in this uh, uh, you know, stop-and-go kind of uh, uh, phase. And uh, it, what, what we really need is a, 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 a proper medium-term strategy right now. And, and that's up to the government, in particular the Ministry of, of Mineral and Energy Affairs. They need to produce a, a, a revised a plan of how we're going to go forward and uh, also uh, make sure, at least because we have a, a plan already which is now outdated, it was uh, brought out in uh, 2019, it's supposed to be changed every two years, and even according to that plan, we are now two years behind schedule, and that's just, uh, I, I don't see why that's, uh, that's happened, so they certainly had carry some of the blame for this, uh, but that's really where we need to address the problem. And uh, Eskim, all they can really do right now is to kind of see that they somehow have as little breakdown as possible over the next five years or so, and, but that's going to be difficult. All right, it seems like uh, we need to really brace ourselves uh, that uh, things are not going to look any better or shape up yeah. in the next couple of years. And um, in the short term, if plans are also not being uh, kept up to, oh, it, it makes it even worse. Yeah. Prof, let me go to this voice note from an A-teamer. Mm-hmm. Hi, Pat. Electricity has just gone within the last 10 minutes. It went again in the afternoon. And it is just gone now, so whatever work I was doing, I'm packing and packing myself into bed. <laughs> Lovely show. That's money. <laughs> well, pack yourself into bed, get warm, A-team, but yeah, this uh, electricity issue is something else. I mean, uh, we are clearly not being proactive. Prof, as, as, as a country, as those who are heading the Department of Energy, we are not yeah. proactive. We are becoming reactive. And I think even our reflexes are so delayed that you find that we don't realize the damage that we are causing to our own economy. Because if we were proactive years ago, we could have foreseen the fact that uh, urbanization was going to expand at such a rapid pace. We could have foreseen the fact that infrastructure needs to be in- improved and uh, more substations are, are needed. Um, as is, uh, most of uh, Gauteng is grappling with cable theft. There have been yes. so many incidents of cable theft uh, where s- part of the, the, the province goes a, a total blackout because of cable theft. But th- there's no proactive um, willpower. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, it, it, and... The one thing that I think that should happen uh, immediately, if I look at um, just uh, this last month or so, we had this announcement that uh, they're opening up bids for uh, the installation of uh, 2.6 gigawatts of wind and solar energy. Now, that sounds like a lot, but bearing in mind that wind and solar are intermittent, in other words, um, since the sun doesn't shine at night and since the wind doesn't blow all the time, Effectively, it boils down to about one stage of load shedding. So once those are built, um, or if they had been built already and we're finished now, uh, we wouldn't have stage four, we would have stage three load shedding. So clearly what they've announced now is is not enough. Uh, But this is where they were already two years behind schedule. And if they they at least tried to catch up with us, uh, then we 
would be in a situation where three in three years down the line, because that's when these will all be built, uh, we would then be down to, well, we would be down to stage one load shedding, but only if the current coal plants don't get any worse, and I'm afraid they probably will. So uh, uh, what uh, the priority now should be is to get a new plan uh, up and up, uh, well, not up and running, but prepared. And that takes uh, several months, but there's no reason why that shouldn't start immediately, because that too uh, was supposed to have been uh, finished over a year ago. And uh, what, when it comes to that, then one can analyze, one can look at all the models. One can see exactly uh, how is it going to, how much, uh, what fraction of the electricity production should be wind, how much should be solar, how much, if any, should be nuclear, how much coal is there still going to be left, or is there any opportunities for more hydroelectric power, and so on. And look at the, the various costs. Um, there is, I suppose, there are some, there's also the question of gas and that, and that was certainly the one solution that the Ministry of, of uh, Minerals and, and Energy Affairs was promoting. You, you probably recall the story of, uh, well, it's still in there, it's still in the news now, uh, of uh, these Turkish uh, gas ships, which would um, bring gas from afar and uh, um, uh, bring in the ships to uh, three of this country's harbor, Richard Bay, Mkocha, uh, and uh, Saldana. And uh, that would give us enough for, well, just over one stage of load shedding. So that would help. The only problem there is that gas is very expensive, and these ships are really just supposed to be a short-term solution for, uh, you know, a short period like a year or so. Uh, instead, uh, it's, it, the plan is now to give them 20 years of 20-year uh, contracts for the supply, which would become very uh, expensive, especially because we cannot control the price of gas. And we've had now, with, it, 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 with the, um, the situation in, in Russia and Ukraine, uh, we've had gas prices really going through the roof. And uh, so it's, it's always dangerous, in a sense, to uh, rely on, on something like that where you can't really control uh, uh, the costs. So uh, there's also a couple of other problems. I don't really know if this, uh, this whole thing with the, with the gas ships is actually ever going to, to work. That, too, it was started as an emergency program. It's now uh, two years down the line, and it's uh, clearly and not uh, doing what it was intended to do. So we really just need a, a, a proper reassessment, uh, bring together a bunch of experts, let them run the models. The models exist, and uh, one can then look at the various options and see to what extent what, uh, what would be ultimately be the best uh, for the country. But I'm, 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 I'm sure that whatever model they come up with, it means we need to start uh, building something now or at a faster pace than uh, we had been planning to do. Now, at some point, there was a lot of talk of um, private uh, power stations being given yes. licenses, and this might help to, you know, abate the current power crisis, and also the fact that, you know, um, those who can afford it can start generating their own power. Yes. How far are we with this, or has COVID-19 also put a span in the works? Uh, really far. That's actually one uh, thing which has... Uh, developed uh, um, pretty suddenly. And yes, we find a lot of entities, especially mines uh, or shopping malls or factories, 
are installing uh, much more of their own uh, capacities. We've also, I haven't asked around recently what uh, the demand is for uh, solar panels just from the, from the general public. I suspect it's very high. I think every time we have load shedding, the uh, the traders in, in solar panels uh, uh, rub their hands because they know there's going to be a lot of business coming in for them for the next in the ne- in the week that follows. So they, they've certainly done done fairly well. People that have managed to install that, it's it's not that cheap up front, but once you've got it, uh, you uh, provided you have a, a, a good enough battery, you can can uh, sit through uh, all the load shedding uh, that, that we're having right now, and and that sort of becomes a problem. Uh, of the past, uh, it's uh, um, yeah. So some for some people, load shedding is not really a problem that much of a problem anymore. But I think for the average uh, person in this country, it's uh, li- like your caller uh, just now. It, I, I, my guess is that it's probably not an option, uh, at least not on the kind of scale where one would be able to avoid uh, power cuts completely. And uh, yeah, that's where where the issues are, and you quite rightly also talked about uh, cable theft, uh, and uh, also to go along with it. Yes, we've had. If, if, I think most people would be getting two power cuts a day under stage mm-hmm. for load shedding. If you have more than that, chances are that there's other breakages which have got nothing to do with load shedding. But that's uh, also one of the the hazards of uh, the current system. If you suddenly switch off a whole suburb or so because of load shedding, it's a sort of thing which can cause damage to your local uh, electricity network, and then you're going to need city power or whoever your your local supplier is to come and, and fix them. And there, too, things are getting rather old. I think the, the, the uh, local municipal electricity infrastructure requires a lot of upgrading, a lot of more maintenance that, that, than they've been able to do as well. And uh, that's been compounding uh, uh, the issues. And certainly there are some people, uh, maybe even some listeners, who might have been sitting in the dark for a a lot more than just a couple of hours now. Mm, mm. Well, uh, they are sending me messages saying, Eshkom, let's hear what the voice notes are saying. Evening, sis Patricia. It's Doomsie from Cape Town. I get a feeling that... uh, Whenever we speak of ESCOM uh, and its problems, we are not getting the whole story. There is something that is missing or some information that is missing. Because I don't think an organization as big as ESCOM can fail to plan for future economic needs of the country and implement that strategy. But there is something, including sabotage, by people who benefit from ESCOM's failure. Either people want to enter into that market itself or other, I'm not sure, but there seems to be something that is not being mentioned enough uh, and guarded against. But anyways, wish, hoping for the best. We live in hope, Doomsie, we live in hope. Um, uh, Prof... So for for business, what can business be doing right now to um, prepare themselves a bit better? Yeah, if you can install some sort of a panel, uh, solar panel uh, system uh, with uh, with battery backup, uh, that would be a good thing uh, to do. If you can't, I think you need to uh, 
try and and adapt your uh, your um, your daily routines in such a manner that uh, you don't get as disrupted as much as you would otherwise. I think we uh, what's probably helped a lot is that, uh, especially since COVID, a lot of people have gotten out of this, you know, get up at a certain hour, drive to work, uh, drive back, and uh, and and uh, and so on. Uh, there's a lot more flexibility in in how we do things. So I think people need to just. Well, I would say for a start, everybody should have the, the load shedding schedule uh, for their particular city printed out. I, I do so as well. I put it on my fridge. And uh, the moment I hear load shedding, I immediately go see, look at, okay, when exactly is it going to hit us? And I must say that uh, certainly in Johannesburg, they've become a little bit better when, when they say load shedding is going to start at this time and it's going to end at this time. It usually does happen like that. So it, it's it's just a situation where you've tried, got to try and plan your day or plan the next couple of days. You know, there's going to be more load shedding and accordingly. And I think people are already doing that uh, to to a large degree. Other than that, there's uh, there's not much else one uh, one one can do. Um, what certainly helps, uh, what I found is if one hasn't got a, a, a relatively small lamp or some sort of a light one can use. I think uh, the lights in the evening is probably the biggest. Uh, 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 drawback. I, I always keep a light, and it just means that when I know, like earlier today, this evening there was load shedding at my house, I just know, okay, this is time to read. I'm just going to sit in the room. I'm going to uh, put on this little lamp, and and that's what I'm going to do then. But I know it's not it's, it's sure. not much comfort to people <laughs> who rely on certain things um, over that time. But uh, where possible, I think one should try and. You know, arrange one's life around uh, these load shedding schedules. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it seems that's what we need to be doing. And uh, I, I don't know, even even the solar energy and gas, it's it's so expensive. It's not easily accessible for all South Africans. Yeah. So it, it's we're not in a very good place, are we? When it comes no. to energy, are we ever going to see the birth of renewable energy in this country, or is it still a far-fetched dream? Uh, I think we will, but it's we've fallen uh, quite uh, behind quite a bit. And um, I looked at a world map uh, recently uh, where it showed the percentage uh, of renewable energy that each country has, and South Africa was very low on that scale. So worldwide, we're doing actually quite badly, despite the fact that we've got uh, extremely good uh, resources as far as sun is, sunlight is concerned, and and also wind uh, uh, possibilities are very good. So uh, South Africa should actually be above average when it comes to installation of solar power and, and wind power. At the moment, yes, certainly we can't go over 100% to renewable um, the only countries that have been able to do that are the ones which have a lot of hydroelectric power, in other words, lots of rivers and dams. Um, so, but we can still, we should be aiming at getting to above 50% of our electricity coming from renewables as soon as possible. I think it can be done, certainly in the next uh, uh, seven to eight years, it's possible to do that. And uh, once we're at that stage, then I think we'll look at, uh, be looking a bit better. Um, the coal plants we have, especially the ones which have been built quite recently, Medupi and Kusile, are certainly expected to still go uh, on 
running for quite a while still. Mm. Um, the, the international trend uh, because of uh, um, um, uh, greenhouse gases and global warming is to move away from coal. So I think coal is going to uh, come to an end at, at some point anyway. Um, question with nuclear energy, it's still, it, it's, it's a little bit of a tricky one. It's, it's fairly expensive. It's not doing too well at the moment. Uh, if there are technological developments, it might, uh, especially something that would make it cheaper, then that could become a, an option again, an, an alternative. but not right now. Well, let me go quickly to the lines before the news. Eti uh, Mahanyani, give us your thoughts uh, in a couple of seconds, please. Yes, as far as this ESCOM thing, nobody talks about the fact that the ESCOM, for example, has to buy its own coal before it starts to make energy. And we even had in the Zondo Commission that, for example, some companies like Glencoe, Optima Mines, etc., were actually selling coal at a very expensive price and also that the, the quality of the coal which was sold was not the good quality. That's why when the rain falls and the, the coal dust, I call it coal dust, it actually doesn't even burn efficiently. Hanyane, are, are you giving excuses why we have uh, load shedding? No, that, those are facts. No, well, those... Like for, I'm trying to understand what's the gist of what you're telling us, because we are aware of these issues from the Zondo Commission, but uh, w- what's the gist? That's what I'm trying to understand. No, what I'm saying is that it is an abnormal setup whereby the coal which is here, which is in this country, mm-hmm. not created by human beings, is sold to the government, ESCO. All right. You so understand? That is an abnormal setup to start with. Mm, right? mm, I agree with you. you. Unfortunately, Anyani, we need to go to the news. Uh, let's uh, thank uh, Professor Winkler. Uh, thank you very much, Professor, okay. for joining mm-hmm. us. I wish we had more time, um, right. but we'll definitely have more discussions in the near future. Okay, thank you. Excellent. It's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go to Mudupi Mahalimela. Mudupi, Eitawola.